and welcome to the LMA podcast featuring thought-provoking conversations with legal marketing and business experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, you are listening to the Strategies Live podcast, where we look at subject matters and issues affecting legal marketers and the work they do. My name is Diana Lordson, and I am the Senior Manager of Marketing and Business Development at Hogan Levels. I've been a longtime legal marketer, business developer, and LMA enthusiast, and I'm really excited to be hosting this podcast today. Um, I want to give a warm welcome to those who are tuning in to Strategies Live for the first time. This podcast series coincides with the theme currently featured on Strategies and Voices, which is the official online publication of LMA, which you can visit at strategiesandvoices.org. In November and December of this year, we're looking at all things business development. So in today's conversation, we will talk about competitive intelligence. This is a topic that I'm really excited to discuss with a former colleague of mine. I wanna welcome Ben Brigoff, who is the Senior Manager of Competitive Intelligence at Foley and Lardner. He's been doing law firm competitive intelligence for 10 years and research for over 25 years um, at consulting firms and other areas, and was also the co-chair of the LMA Competitive Intelligence SIG for a few years. So welcome, Ben. Thank you. It's great to be here, Diana. So I want to, there's so much that I want to ask you. There's so much that we could delve into with this topic. And so I know we're going to need to narrow down some of the topics to try to cover as much as we can that would be of interest to the audience. But I want to talk a little bit about competitive intelligence and why we chose this topic for the podcast. CI is a role that is not at every firm. Pretty much. Um, a lot of times if you're at a larger firm, you get a competitive intelligence team. And sometimes when you're at smaller firms, you might have a research or library team. And it's something that um, if you've had a competitive intelligence team at a firm, you definitely notice that it's missing if you go to a firm that doesn't have it. So we're really excited to have you here today. I want to just start off by talking a little bit about what exactly it is that you do. So can you describe your role a little bit? Sure. Well, CI is, I mean, it's sort of in many ways, the research and analysis arm of business development and firm operations. Uh, much of it is focused on helping attorneys better understand their clients, but that also fits in the wider context of how the firms approach the market. So this is a lot of what we do is supporting these functions. And how did you know that you wanted to go into research or competitive intelligence. It seems like it seems like something that you might just fall into. It, or it was is, it planned? <laughs> it is pretty much something I fell into. I, I mean, I fell into research right out of, out of college and very much enjoyed it. To some extent, it was an extension of what I was doing in college. And then um, once I was not aware of CI until practically right up until when I started doing it, but once I did start doing CI, I realized that it was a great field, um, really engaging and interesting, and I've never wanted to leave. 
Wow, that's really great that you were able to find your passion and stick with it over all of this time and and in different industries as well. Can you just explain to the audience those, you know, some folks who are listening might not have a CI function at their firm. Can you just kind of walk through what a typical day looks like for you or your team? Sure. I mean, like most people, I don't really have a typical day. Most of our requests come in very discrete formats. It's, you know, a phone call or an email saying that I'm meeting with so-and-so and I want information or we're trying to get an understanding of this market and how we fit inside it. As a manager, I spend a lot of my time uh, juggling requests to make sure that everyone on the team is doing okay and getting the support they need. But in general, a lot of it is, yeah, working on individual requests, um, making sure that we understand how they link together so that we can have those conversations and add it on as needed. And just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, in my experience at different firms, a lot of times people aren't aware of what the CI function or team does because, or more, or I would say, we don't know how to properly utilize your team. And that's not really the fault of anyone. I, I think maybe it's not always included in onboarding um, as much as it should be for those teams that, for those firms that do have that function, or maybe it's just not knowing how to utilize the research or the library team at your particular firm. But um, I found that there's a lot of confusion about how to best utilize your team because there's so much that you do. There's so many tools, Cap IQ, Monitor Suite, all of these different tools that you use. And it can be a little embarrassing to admit that you don't really know how to use those tools. Um, and I know we probably won't have time to get into how all of those tools are used, but um, if you could just kind of describe some of the ways that the marketing and business development teams work with you on CI requests. Sure, and I'm asking things again, because we have these tools and, and ultimately the CI team is an intelligence gathering and analysis group. Um, that we, means we can do a lot of different things. And I think what's key uh, in this uh, sort of conversation is that communication, because it's on one side, you have people who don't necessarily know what the CI can do. On the other side, you have CI, which doesn't necessarily know what people want. And so getting that communication flowing so that CI can have a better understanding of what the BD goals are, um, and BD has a better understanding of what CI is capable of. Uh, I think that's uh, very important. I know we've talked in the past about um, the weekly report that I put out, which mm -hmm. is something that just goes to everyone in BD. It just says, these are all the things we're working on. Part of that is so that um, if, if people see something that uh, they have a connection to, like, oh, I didn't know this lawyer was actually asking for information, that's useful. And also so they can give examples of this is what we can do. Because honestly, we one of the things that makes this job so interesting and exciting is that I keep on doing new things. <laughs> and I want to touch on that weekly report that you mentioned on in just a moment, but I want to go, go back a little bit. Um, I will walk you through a scenario of how I've used CI in the past. Um, and 
some things I've learned about what I was doing right or wrong. So for example, I might meet with a lawyer and a lawyer will say, we are going to pitch to a client and we need all of this information on the company. We need the team that this client sits on and the whole hierarchy of people who are on this team, including LinkedIn profiles. We want to know um, recent news articles or different things that are trending in the news that they might be interested in. We want to know any legal work maybe that they've done that we can find information on, as well as what firms did their legal work. And then we want to work with you to interpret this data to figure out where there might be opportunities for us to approach this particular client. Does that sound at all like any of the requests that you get? Yeah, and I mean, reminds me, of course, is the old joke that when somebody asks for everything, they don't really mean everything. And that's one of the challenges that we come up with, that everything is uh, is huge and most people don't want a data dump. And that's what we try to avoid. So mm -hmm. I think it's really the heart of that is the last bit where you're talking about the opportunities. That's mm -hmm. really what you want. You don't want necessarily every person who works for the company profile. You want to know where are the opportunities and that is where I think CI can really shine is to help illuminate those those opportunities for the firm. But obviously, you have to go through a lot of information about the com company to get to those opportunities. But that's something where the business developers really understand the firm capabilities in ways that a lot of people don't. And so that's where, again, we get to this communication where communicate, okay, these are the areas we're most interested in. These are areas we really want to know what the opportunities are for this company. So what is going on in this company that we can really kind of latch on to? And I think that's where it really becomes key. And one thing I noticed when I would get requests like that from attorneys is that just as you mentioned, you would get this huge data dump and you would have this really thick document or, you know, a, a really... Um, you know, maybe a 20 page document of all of this information and you would give it to the lawyer and the lawyers didn't really know what to do with it, even though they asked for it, they, they didn't really know what they were asking for. And what I learned was that part of being able to really utilize CI information is to be able to pare down the information in a way where you focus on, and you and I have talked about this before, why do you really want this research? What questions are you really trying to answer? And then when you do that, you can come up with an executive summary and the big, the you know, the bullet points up at the front. Uh, so when a lawyer who's really busy is looking at this information, they can take a look at it and see the relevant points right away without getting this big, long document that they're never going to have time to get through. But I think that takes some education and learning on the um, part of the marketing and business developers. And one thing that I found to be useful was inviting somebody from the CI team. I think I've had you do this in the past when we worked together, um, but having someone on the CI team present to your team to talk about what tools do you use? Um, how do you pare down information into its most relevant form? And how do you translate this information 
to the lawyers in a way that they can they can actually use it for growth opportunities. And that's a skill set I think that needs to be learned more um, by business developers, but I found to be helpful. And one of the things that you also did is you put out a weekly report and I really loved the weekly report. Basically what it contained was it had a list of all the different types of requests that came in throughout the week. Um, and it, it had what sectors they were from. So we got five requests in the automotive sector or in the health and life sciences sector. And it also had um, trend spotting or here's some things that are happening in the local, you know, or in the economy that you might want to be aware of that might actually cause there to be a spike in this type of research. And it was also really helpful to see the bird's eye view so that the left hand could talk to the right hand and figure out, you know, if this person already asked for this research, I don't need to ask for it again. I can coordinate with somebody else on the team who's already pulled that research. So I felt like there was it for me, it was a huge learning process on how I could better work with your team and work with other people who were using your team to be the most productive. Do you find that that's a challenge? Well, again, I mean, it's, this is where communication is key and why I always feel like you feel like you're over communicating, you know, because people don't necessarily know what other people are doing or what the capabilities are. And back to your point about executive summaries, I always say that, and this goes into presentation in general, but um, if the lawyer is on, you know, in the taxi on the way to the meeting and all they read is the executive summary, I'm hoping that executive summary will give them what they need for the meeting. You know, everything else is back up to that. Um, so, yeah, part of this is also how do you present it? How do you make sure that you are hitting the answers to those questions? I mean, which are all the ultimate questions that, that are that all of this is about. How do you make sure that you hit those answer those questions? And a lot of that is just talking it through, having a better understanding of what everybody's goals are. Yeah. And what can firms do that don't have a CI function? How can they take advantage of the opportunities that a larger firm might have that offers this? Well, a couple of things. I mean, one is that CI is a role, it's not a position. So mm -hmm. everybody can do CI at some point. I mean, if it's something like just Googling a company and learning a little bit more about them, that's CI. So I think it's something where, uh, and also uh, analysis is cheap. I mean, your informed opinion matters. So even if you aren't someone who's trained in CI, if you have an understanding of the firm and you can read, you can pick up a lot from, from uh, what you find out about a target or a company or a, a market, and you can share that. So I think those are certainly areas where people can do CI um, if you have a, a library in your firm or um, you, know, you can certainly talk to them. The CI SIG um, at LMA actually has a lot of information there and a lot of people are willing and happy to help. Okay. And can you tell us what trends are on the horizon for the CI field? What, to, what are the differences in the types of requests that you've been receiving or what kinds of things have you been aware of that you think are gonna really change the game in CI? Well, I think data are becoming more important, and in particular, internal data, internal information. This is something where 
CI is outward focus, uh, outward focusing, but combining that with the inward focus of of the company's information, the business intelligence, uh, can go back to what I'm talking about with the communication and and make this analysis richer. Um, where AI comes in handy, I think generative AI is mostly a presentation tool, but I do think that AI in general is very helpful when it comes to unstructured data. So if you are a law firm, which has a lot of unstructured data, which a lot of law firms are, that having something to help you sort through that and pull the nuggets out of that will then enrich this whole analysis. Do you feel like, just on the AI topic, do you feel like AI is going to be a function that BD and marketing professionals are going to be reaching out more to the CI team to help them use? Or do you think it's something that is going to be a skill that every marketing and BD person is going to need to learn moving forward? Well, I think, I mean, AI is a tool and it's a tool we already use. So I think that's one of the things is that, you know, we don't, particularly since so many of these tools are created with a very intuitive user interface, we don't often realize that we're using AI. Uh, so I think it's just the march of technology more than anything else, in which case it's something that people will be using every day, but they will also be reaching out to other parts of the firm, including CI, to help them with. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, do you have any examples of a time when the marketing and BD department worked really well with your team, which your team is actually on the marketing and BD, a part of the marketing and BD department um, at your firm. But do you have any examples of when you all have worked together and just um, created magic, basically a, a case study or something where, you know, there was just really great synergy and you were, you know, you were the data and the information was used in the way it was intended and there was a really great outcome? Putting me on the spot there, I think, again, yes. I mean, I don't see the CI team as being separate from BDNM, but then in my firm, it is part of BDNM. I always feel like communication, you know, regardless of where CI sits with BDNM is important. Um, I would have to say it's, um, I mean, sometimes you get something magical, like, you know, you have a lawyer who has a question they think is intractable and you can answer it right away. That's always a good feeling. Um, and I think that is particularly when we're working with client teams, some of the information we can get about clients, which is really helping with that service aspect. I think that is really great when we see that it's an immediate sort of um, gratification to to know that the work we're doing is is that helpful. And when you mention client teams, are there ever times where you have pulled information for a particular client where a client's used the internal resources of the firm to get information? Well, that gets into a bit of a gray area. I mean, you know, law firms are ultimately law firms. They're not mm -hmm. consulting firms. So mm -hmm. um, yes, a lot of the work that CI does ends up going directly to the client, but mostly it is focused on helping the lawyers support the client on legal questions. But yeah, that does happen where you will have something where some of the work that the CI team has done 
will then you know help the client directly which is always great as well to have that knowledge that we've helped the client so much because ultimately that's what it's all about and what advice would you give to anyone who wants to be in a ci role to perform that function within a firm i think um one of the nice things about ci is that there are very few barriers to entry i mean you can go ahead and just start doing it. Like I said, you know, a lot of us, we are already doing this to some extent, just do more of that. Um, again, talk to folks who are already in. A lot of, you know, when I was starting out, a lot of it was talking to people who are already doing it and getting a sense of what they were doing and then continuing to talk to them. And so that has been um, really excellent as far as all that, as far as my own personal development has been. And I know that, I mentioned before that the training on some of these tools can be really daunting um, because there's not like a school that we go to that says this is how you use Monitor Suite or Cap IQ. And for some people who grow up in legal marketing, they get exposure to it, being a coordinator and then moving up to a specialist um, at a firm. And depending on if they work in litigation or what practice they work in, they might use different tools um, more frequently. But for some people who are coming from outside of the legal industry and are interested in learning how to better use these tools, what advice would you give them? Well, there is a school. It's called Library and Information Science. But if you're <laughs> interested in specific tools, one handy thing about um, you know, the vendors is that they are more than happy to teach you how to use their tools. So you can... Just contact the vendor and they will provide you with uh, training. Uh, nowadays, it's mostly online, uh, but you can also get very in-depth with that because, you know, you can keep on peeling away at the onion. They'll give you the simple stuff and then you can get you know more and more into the different functions as well as just using the tool and using customer support to try mm -hmm. to get more out of it. Um, that's always been something that I've done. And just to put you on the spot here, what's your favorite research tool and why? That's kind of a loaded question. I mean, it's one of those mm -hmm. things like, you know, what's your favorite kitchen tool? I mean, <laughs> I, I like a frying pan when I'm frying. And similarly, um, I mean, there are some things that are very much my go-to for particular um, types of requests. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of it is functionality and trust. So I don't necessarily want to single out any anybody because I don't want to make any other vendor feel bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it is really just the right tool for the job. And there are several out there. I feel like you kind of danced around that question, but I'll give it to you. Um, and then, you know, just wrapping up here. What would you want people who are listening to this podcast to take away about competitive intelligence? Well, I mean, I think it's a lot of it is what some of the things that we've already talked about, which is, you know, communication and um, making your ultimate goal that making that clear, because the CI professional that you're working with may have lots of different avenues to get you to that goal. So. I think that's uh, a lot of it is communication and trust. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for 
this podcast episode. For additional insights, best practices, case studies, and more, be sure to visit Strategies and Voices at strategiesandvoices.org. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the LMA podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, and rate and review our episodes. So thank you so much for joining us today. That concludes another installment of the LMA podcast. To discover all that LMA has to offer, visit legalmarketing.org. For links to content featured in this episode, please check out the show notes. If you like the podcast and want to help others find us, we hope you'll take the time to subscribe to it and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and have a great day.